Dear loving Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name. Glory be unto you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy and loving kindness which we daily experience. We see your love in the protection you give to us, the goodness, the the provision of all the basic necessities of life, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. Especially, we see your love in the word of God that told us that our Lord Jesus died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. And we also see your love in the fact that we know that you send your holy angels and your Holy Spirit to help us every day. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. Your goodness ought to lead us to repentance and we want to live a life to glorify your name. As we fellowship with you now, please grant to us understanding and wisdom. Grant to us a spirit, O Lord, to break down your word. I have nothing to say to your children that will bless them, but for the sake of your son that died on the cross for our sins, please put your words in my mouth and sanctify us with your word today. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, November 14 Pilate When Pilate realized that nothing more could be done, but that there would soon be a riot, he took a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I take no responsibility for the death of this man. You must see to that yourselves. Matthew chapter 27 verse 24 If at the first, Pilate had stood firm, refusing to condemn a man whom he found guiltless, he would have broken the fatal chain that was bind to him, that was to bind him in remorse and guilt as long as he lived. Had he carried out his convictions of right, the Jews would not have presumed to dictate to him. Christ would have been put to death. But the guilt would not have rested upon Pilate. But Pilate had taken step after step in the violation of his conscience. He had excused himself from judging with justice and equity, and he now found himself almost helpless in the hands of priests and rulers. His wavering and indecision proved his ruin. In fear and self-condemnation, Pilate looked upon the Saviour in the vast sea of upturned faces, his alone was peaceful. About his head a soft light seemed to shine. Pilate said in his heart, He is a God. Turning to the multitude, he declared, I am clear of his blood. Take ye him and crucify him. But I pronounce him a just man. May he whom he claims as his father judge you and not me, for this day's work. Then to Jesus he said, Forgive me for this act, I cannot save you. Pilate longed to deliver Jesus, but he saw that he could not do this and yet retain his own position and honor. Rather than lose his worldly power, he chose to sacrifice an innocent life. How many to escape loss or suffering? in like manner sacrifice principle. Conscience and duty point one way and self-interest points another. 
Pilate yielded to the demands of the mob. Rather than risk losing his position, he delivered Jesus up to be crucified. But the very thing he dreaded afterward came upon him. His honors were stripped from him. He was cast down from his high office and stung by remorse and wounded pride not long after the crucifixion, he ended his own life. So all who compromise with sin will gain only sorrow and ruin. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Pilate. The betrayal and crucifixion of Jesus had a lot of people who had a role to play in this situation. This was the culmination of the work of salvation that the Word of God had prophesied since the day that Adam sinned. When the Lord said to Adam and Eve and to the serpent that a seed will come of the woman who shall bruise the head of the serpent and the heel of that seed will be bruised, that prophecy was being fulfilled right now. The first prophecy ever made by the Lord. Now it was receiving its fulfillment. The head of Satan was about to be bruised and the feet of the seed was being bruised as well. And in the bruising of the feet of that seed, we see the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The heel of the Lord was being bruised and there were a lot of players involved. Judas, the eleven disciples, then there was also Caiaphas, Annas and all the chief priests and the mob of the Jews and then there was Pilate, a Roman soldier. As we read the account, Caiaphas, after he had tried Jesus, we saw yesterday, took Jesus to Pilate to judge him. And when Pilate had asked, why did you bring this man here? Caiaphas didn't give any accusation. He simply said, if, we, if, if he was not a criminal, we would not have brought him to you. And then Pilate said, go and try him with your law. And he said, our law stops us from uh, killing people or something. So let's just read the account so that we get a big picture of the story of Pilate and the lessons we learn from him. Reading from John 18 verse 28, it says, Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. And it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them, and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. Can you imagine that? First of all, they know it's not lawful for them, but they want somebody else to do it. Alright, going in verse 32, it says, That the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Verse 33 now says, Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, 
My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I unto the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? They then cried they all, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. Let me stop here for a while to understand, for us to understand what is going on here. When Pilate asked Jesus, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus asked him the question, are you saying this of yourself or did others tell you of me? It is because Pilate was the head of the Jewish community, at least the one that the Romans put in charge. And he was already conducting an investigation on Jesus before this time. Pilate had already sent people to watch this man who was bringing up a new form of religion among them. And he wanted to know who Jesus was. And the result of his investigation had already been told to him that Jesus was a nice person, that Jesus was a good man. He knew very well when Jesus was asked the question about giving to Caesar, uh, paying tax to Caesar. And Jesus had said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Pilate knew about all these things. He knew that Jesus even was connected with that centurion. He knew the teachings of Jesus when Jesus had said to them in the book of Matthew 5, telling the Jews that if you are compelled by the Roman soldiers to go one mile, that you should go two. He knew the teaching of Jesus where Jesus had told the Jews that they should not resist evil, that they, if they are smitten on one cheek, they should turn the other. If their cloak is taken from them, they should give their coat also. These teachings Pilate was aware of it and his heart was touched, wondering about this man. Who is this man? Because the Jews always had uprisings, like Barabbas. He was one who was like a zealot. And even those two thieves that were killed along with Jesus and so many others like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were always against the Romans, seeking for an opportunity for a riot, seeking for an opportunity to overthrow the government of the Romans. But here it is that this Jewish teacher is always telling the people to calm down, telling them not to resist evil, telling them to obey, telling them to pay tax. Whereas these were things that the Jews were always angry with the Romans for. The tax, the oppression. Jesus told them, don't resist the oppression. Pilate knew all these things. So that's why Jesus asked him, are you saying it because you are convinced? Or are you saying it just because you were told? Pilate was trying to hide the fact that he actually knew Jesus. And this was Jesus, the truth, encountering Pilate. And Jesus used that term, truth to woo Pilate. You can see that when Jesus was at Caiaphas, he didn't say a word to him. When Judas came later on to meet Jesus saying, oh, I have sinned, Jesus did not say one word to him. 
when Jesus went to meet Herod, of all people, Herod was the one that got the most silence. He said not a word to Herod. If in the case of um, uh, Caiaphas, he only responded the time when he was asked if he was the son of God. But apart from that, Jesus said nothing whatsoever to Caiaphas. And why is that the case? It is because these three people, Herod, Judas, and Caiaphas, had had enough evidences to show that they knew Jesus was the Messiah. And he had no other thing to tell them. They had made their decision and he was not going to tell them anything. They didn't deserve to hear a word from Jesus, especially the case of Judas and Herod. They had no, not a word. Jesus didn't give them the pleasure or privilege of hearing a word from him. But Pilate's case was different. He was a Roman soldier and Jesus gave him the privilege and honor of hearing words from his mouth. And he tried to woo Pilate at this time, telling him, I am a king. Something he had not said to others before, he said clearly to Pilate in the book of John 18 verse 37. He said, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. See how plainly Jesus spoke to Pilate, and Pilate was not in the dark anymore. Jesus told him, Yes, I am a king. Now Pilate is in a dilemma. What is he going to do? Because Jesus is now telling him, I came to testify as the king of the truth. But Pilate asked the question, what is the truth? But he did not wait to get the answer to the question. And that is how many do today. Like Pilate, they hear convictions. They see from the word of God evidences of the truth. But they don't stay long enough to find out deeply about that truth. All Jesus did here was to water his appetite. But Pilate had not heard deeply what the truth was. But one thing he was sure of was that Jesus is the king. Reading continuing now from John 19 from verse 1 it says, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Now, here is someone who has already been told this man is a king. And he also had testified in John chapter 18 reading from verse 38. He said, I find in him no fault at all. But here in John 19 verse 1, what did he do? He scourged Jesus and in this small sentence he scourged him is contained an experience that was excruciating pain for Jesus. Very small summary to a very huge thing that happened to Jesus. Whips were used on his back and we are told that those whips had thorns on them that would lacerate his back and the flesh would peel off from his back as he was scourged 40 stripes. Jesus' back was lacerated and it was torn to meat. That was what Pilate did to an innocent man, somebody whom he himself testified that there was no fault in him. Pilate was responsible. It was not not Caiaphas. It was not the Jews. It was Pilate that was responsible for scourging Jesus. Continuing in verse 2, he says, And the soldiers plated a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. 
When the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said unto them, Take ye him, and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from thenceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a palace that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover and the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. What a very sad situation, both for the Jews and for Pilate. But the Lord was being so gracious to Pilate, trying to save his soul. All the while this was going on, Jesus was praying for Pilate, hoping that Pilate would make the right decision because Pilate's destiny was hanging in the balance over this matter. And what did the Lord do? In his graciousness, since Pilate is not a Jew, since he doesn't know the word of God, since he doesn't have the Bible, God chose to send a sign to him. Reading from the book of Matthew chapter 27 from verse 15, it says, Now at the feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? This was the point, the tipping point for, for, for Pilate. He was supposed to choose for himself the innocent person to release, but he was giving it over to the Jews to choose. His destiny was hanging in the balance. Choose the truth or choose, the, choose error. Truth was standing before him. Error was also there. He was put in a hard corner. If you choose Jesus, you are not a friend of Caesar. If you choose Caesar, you retain your position, but you have to sacrifice Jesus. Sacrifice the truth so that you can retain your position or hold the truth and lose your position. That was what the devil was put into Pilate through the Jews. But the Lord God of heaven, being so merciful to Pilate, interposed and in Matthew 27 for verse 18 it says for he knew for envy they had delivered Jesus now verse 19 says when he was set down on the judgment seat right there when the decision was about to be made his wife sent unto him saying have thou nothing to do with that just man for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him amen do you see how far the Lord went to save 
Pilate, when that decision was about to be made right there and then, the word of God came to him through his wife, I have suffered many things because of this just man, have nothing to do with him. How did Pilate interpret this? He wanted to eat his cake and have it. He wanted to stand with his hands innocent saying, I am not against the truth, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop you from crucifying Jesus, from killing the truth. But I myself will not stand for the truth. You see, what Pilate did here is what many do today. Pilate thought that as far as he doesn't speak against the truth, as far as he's not as he's not kicking against the truth, then he is safe. You see, it is not enough that we are not speaking against the truth. If we do not speak for the truth, to vindicate the truth of God, Pilate was not standing to vindicate the truth, but at the same time he felt, since I'm not speaking against it, neither am I not speaking for it, I am safe. But that is not true. Reading from Testimonies, Volume 3, page 280, Paragraph 3, this is a message to us. If God abhors one sin above another, of which his people are guilty, it is doing nothing in case of an emergency. Indifference and neutrality in a religious crisis is regarded of God as a grievous crime and equal to the very worst type of hostility against God. End of quote. And here it is that Pilate was doing something. He thought that he was free. But in the eyes of God, this was the worst form of hostility against God. And what is that? Indifference towards Jesus. Indifference towards the truth. Silence in a time of crisis. Not taking sides. He didn't want to take sides and he didn't know that in the eyes of God, he was a great sinner. The worst form of hostility against God is what he was doing here. And for us too, we must understand we are in the place of Pilate too. When we encounter the truth, and the truth requires action, the truth is not just something intellectual, it is something that requires a change of mindset, it requires a mind shift, it requires a reformation, and when you, because you do not want to reform, say, okay, I'm not speaking against the truth, I know it is the truth, but yet you are not practicing it, or you are not defending the truth when you see that the truth is being cast to the ground, you are like Pilate, that chooses your position above the truth. Continuing the story of Pilate now, the Lord had sent his wife to tell him, do not do what these people are saying you should do. Choose the truth. But what the Pilate decide, reading from John chapter 19, reading from verse 16, now it says, then delivered he Jesus, therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew, Golgotha. When, where they crucified him and two others with him on either side and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of, Je of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Now stop there. So thus we come to an end of this man Pilate. Pilate had chosen to sacrifice the truth 
to kill his conscience because of his position. Many years ago, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Solomon penned down the mind of God as regards those who are in power to execute justice but refuse to. Proverbs 24 verse 11 and 12 says, If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it, and he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it, and shall he not render to every man according to his works? Amen. The Lord knows those who are in position and knows what we can do for the truth. Pastors, members of the church, deacons, elders, people who are in political positions, worldly positions, civil servants, God knows our offices and what that office requires of us. And when we refuse to execute justice, when we are in position because we are trying to protect our jobs, the Lord knows it. The Lord sees it. And does he not, will he not require it of us? There are times when you are in your office, in your place of work. I know that you have a role that you can play to vindicate the truth. Not just the truth as it is in doctrines, but to stand for the right, even if it is going to cost you your position, cost you your job. Do you do well when you refuse to stand for the truth because you are afraid of losing your job? I have worked before as a teacher and sometimes I saw things that were going wrong, children being abused, but some people chose to keep silent. Why? They did not want to lose their jobs. My people, we must learn to stand for justice and what is right, even if it is going to cost us our position. This is what Pilate faced and many of us face the same thing to one degree or another whenever we are in our offices or in life in general at the barest minimum all of us face the truth the truth as it is in the word of god as Pilate faced it the truth requires us that we do certain things like in the case of joseph the truth required him not to have sex with his master's wife and he refused to do it and it cost him his job almost cost him his life in the case of Pilate, it was going to cost him his job but he was, he was not like Joseph. He chose to sacrifice the truth for his job. Many of us, we hear the truth about the Sabbath, which is the most testing message for today. It is the truth of the Sabbath that costs us a lot. It may cost you your marriage. It may cost you your relationship with your friends or with your children. The truth, the testing truth for today may cost you an interview. The, it may cost you your position. It may cost you a promotion that you are supposed to get because you are supposed to write that promotional exam on the Sabbath. Would you sacrifice the truth because of the job? It may cost you your degree many times the sabbath does this but apart from the sabbath even some people just because they want to get this position they tell lies they forge documents the truth they see they think is costing them much and they choose to sacrifice the truth for the sake of the goodies and the pleasures of this world do we do well to do that conflict and courage page 324 
paragraph 3 and 4 told us this. Turning to the multitude, Pilate declared, I am clear of his blood, taking him and crucify him, but I pronounce him a just man. May he whom he claims as his father judge you and not me for this day's work. Then to Jesus he said, Forgive me for this act. I cannot save you. Let me stop here for now. That's just paragraph 3. This is the same attitude that many apologetic people have. They are looking so sad. They know the truth, oh, I'm not supposed to write the exams on Sabbath, and they, they still go remorsefully, so-called, looking sorrowful, while in that sorrow they write the exam, while in that sorrow they go for the interview, while in that sorrow they go to the job on Sabbath, while in that sorrow they forge the document so that they can go outside the country, they forge those documents, but yet they are sorrowful, and they are being like Pilate and saying, oh, I cannot save you. But do you think that that's your sorrow? is going to save you just because you were sorrowful while doing evil. Pilate was sorrowful while doing evil and that was the reason why Jesus did not answer him. When he asked Jesus a question and Jesus kept completely silent before Jesus was speaking with him. But after he scourged Jesus, Jesus did not answer him again. Why? Because he had already done wrong. He had already shown that he was going to preserve his position above the truth. And when he asked Jesus the question, Who art thou? What are you? And Jesus said not a word to him. And he got angry and said to Jesus, Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you or to set you free? And then that was when Jesus spoke to him to let him know and put him in his place. Man, you have no power over me except it was given to you from heaven. Therefore, he that delivered me to you has a greater sin. He, Jesus was trying to make Pilate realize, Your last chance is now. Either choose the truth or choose your position which one is it and so it is with us we scourge jesus just like pilate did we lacerate his back when we choose the our positions and worldly things above the truth no matter how apologetic you are about it i've been to places where you tell people this is the truth they know it they see it they understand it but but caesar caesar is so important to them like it was to Pilate. Caesar is their all and in all. They, their certificates is their Caesar. Their certificate, their exams is their Caesar. Their husband, their wife, their position, their wealth is their Caesar. And they must have connection with Caesar above God. They must maintain their friendship with Caesar. Is that how you are? Have you been maintaining friendship with Caesar above the truth? Even though you are apologetic, you must understand that that your sorrow that your sadness while crucifying Jesus is not going to save you. You may be sad all you like. You may be like Pilate and write on the cross, Oh, he is the king of the Jews. But in your character, you're not recognizing him by following the truth. Pilate thought that all those things he did was going to exonerate him by writing in the Hebrew language, Greek and Latin. He is the king of the Jews. He thought that those things are going to save him. And when the chief priest came and told him, change it, just say he wrote that he said he's the king of the Jews. He said, what I have written, I have written. He was offended with those chief priests. He was angry with them, but he couldn't stand for the right. Reading from this day with God, page 284, paragraph 4, we are told, When men connected with the work of God allow themselves to be bought and sold, when they violate truth to gain the favor and approval of men, God records them in his book as betrayers of sacred trust. Let every man stand in moral independence, resolved that his mind shall be molded by the Holy Spirit. 
God calls for minute men who are not ready to voice the words of men who if converted could exert a good influence but unconverted are not to be depended upon. In an emergency, they are sure to lead into false paths. The Lord will not have us imitate any man but follow on step by step to know him." End of quote. Remember these words that was just spoken now. When you are in any position at all, God wants us to be minutemen, to stand for the right, not to seek people's favor or our own personal favor, but to stand for the truth. And you must understand that God will reward you if you do that. Continuing the reading I was saying earlier, Conflict and Courage, page 324, paragraph 4, it says, Pilate longed to deliver Jesus, just like many of us long to stand for the right. But he saw that he could not do this and yet retain his own position and honor. Rather than lose his worldly power, he chose to sacrifice an innocent life. That is the truth. How many to escape loss or suffering in like manner sacrifice principle? Conscience and duty point one way and self-interest points another. End of quote. And this is what we must understand. To stand for duty and conscience and the truth and not to go for our worldly pleasures. The Lord has blessings to give to us if we do this. If Pilate had stood for the right, he would have exonerated himself, but he died later with the guilt upon him. He killed himself, knowing very well that he was guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ. Remember that Jesus has said in Matthew 24 verse 40, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. If you do not stand for the truth and for the right, for the individuals, for human beings today, you are doing it unto Jesus. If you are preserving your job as a policeman or as a teacher because you don't want to lose your job and you see a student, you see a person who is innocent brought into the uh, station and you don't do something at least to help, you are doing it unto Jesus, you must understand that. Pilate chose to excuse himself. He was in position to deliver Jesus or at least to give the right verdict, but he didn't. His reason was that the truth was not as important as his position. He sacrificed the truth because he wanted to retain his position. He crucified Jesus. But some of us may say Pilate's sin was such a grievous sin. He had the opportunity to deliver the Lord of glory, the innocent Jesus, and he decided to scourge him and crucify him for the sake of his position. But brothers and sisters, Pilate is not a greater sinner than any of us who does not do what we are supposed to do to the innocent today. In principle, what Pilate did was that he sacrificed the truth that had come to him for the sake of his ambition, career, and position. Now tell me, in light of this, are we not also guilty of crucifying Jesus whenever we also encounter the truth and see the glaring truth standing in front of us and yet we ignore it? walk away from it and try to hide from it. Even though Pilate didn't wait to find an answer to the question he was asked when he asked, wait, the question he asked when he asked what is the truth, the Spirit of God nevertheless impressed on his heart. His wife came and told him that this man is just, that the truth was standing in front of him. He knew it, but yet he literally sacrificed it for his selfish purposes. In the same manner, there are many today who have done the same thing. Many wives today have known the truth as this in Jesus. They Husbands have seen the truth, but they wonder how is it that they will manage if they secure it, so they crucify it instead.
Many wives today have known the truth as it is in Jesus. They have seen that they will lose their position if they try to secure it, but they choose their position over the truth. And also with husbands, they have seen the truth. Children, they have seen the truth, but they wonder how it is that they will manage if they secure it, secure the truth. So instead of securing it, they crucify it. Many individuals there are who have seen the truth and deny it because of the cross that comes with acknowledging it. But what can be the end of all those who do this? It will be eternal damnation. Matthew 25 verse 46 And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. As long as we show injustice to any man, we show it unto Jesus himself. As long as we sacrifice the truth for our position, we do it unto Jesus. And with the end of Pilate will be the end of all such who do this. But then, let us learn now to change our steps. Have you done this in the past? Have you sacrificed the truth for your position? The Lord is speaking to you today. An opportunity is still before you to make changes where necessary, to restitute, to do all that you can, to retrace your steps and to make a change from today and say that I will stand for the right though the heavens fall. May the Lord give you the grace to make that change in your life and may he also help us from henceforth to be ready to crucify our own selfish ambitions and our desires that we may stand for the truth. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord, for the lessons we have learned today. We ask for forgiveness, Lord. One time or the other in our lives, we have chosen to sacrifice the truth. We have crucified the Son of Man because we are afraid of the mockery of people or we are afraid of something or the one thing or the other that we will not get if we stand for the right. We've told lies just so we can get something that we needed. Falsified statements. We have sinned against you in even violating the holy day. Please have mercy upon us and forgive us our sins. And from henceforth, Lord, give us the courage to stand for the right though the heavens fall. Help us, Lord, not to be indifferent towards the truth. This great hostility towards you that we have done, Lord, have mercy upon us and forgive us. And help us, Lord, to do the right things from henceforth. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. The way, the truth, the life, the victory. As the King of Kings was questioned by Pilate long ago. He declared his kingdom different, not of this world. A kingdom for the side of truth, like none has ever been. Pilate asked, what is truth? He was standing right in front of him. Truth was standing right in front of him. Plain as anything could ever be Truth was standing right in front of him He was standing there for all the world to see The way, the truth, the life, the victory First beloved martyr gave up his life for him. 
Being stoned by angry people Filled with revenge Where was God when all this happened? Stephen looked into the sky He was never alone God was standing right in front of him Truth was standing right in front of him As plain as anything could ever be Truth was standing right in front of him Revealed to him for comfort and to see He was standing there for his delivery source that we should seek is not of this world. The truth that is revealed by God, the Spirit's made it clear. If you ask what is truth, He is standing right in front of you. Truth is standing right in front of you. As anything could ever be Truth is standing right in front of you Standing there for all eternity The way, the truth, the life, the victory Standing right in front of you Standing there for he will always be 